Pee in the purple potty, please. Pee in the purple potty, please. New unique New York. Unique New York. Pee in the pee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 13th and Elm. That's right. It's your favorite horror podcasts. I'm here with Rob and Michael. Say what's up. What's up? Hi. Um, we also have a special guest that we're gonna gonna get to here in a minute but i just gotta i gotta apologize i gotta apologize elmers i said that we were gonna be in west virginia at the end of last week big mistake east virginia big big fucking mistake we have a lot of people that work for 13th and elm right you know what they call east virginia what virginia (laughs) i was not when did they rename it uh, sometime after the wolf died. Ah, their wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have uh, at least a hundred regular employees and double part-time. Oh, it's only 99? 99 We got rid of fuckhead Tom. Uh, well, yeah, you know why? What? 99. Oh, it's this fuckhead Tom's fault? I emailed him and I said, Three first-class tickets to West Virginia. Thank you. Love 13th and Elm. I didn't think you could get a first-class ticket to West Virginia. <laughs> turns out he's dyslexic. Got us second-class tickets. To West Virginia. <laughs> to West Virginia, which means there's a four-week layover. Four weeks? In Austria. In Austria. Oh We're stuck. Every, I mean, you guys try to say it. I cut you off, but we're stuck. We are in... The Austria, the Austria airport, fucking just lobby. And we're stuck. I don't even know what the airport's called because I was on my way Is to my home. Is it called Transylvanian Airport? Oh my! I don't even think we're in Austria. Sir? I can't read anything in German. How's your German, Bill? Oh, bueno. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so see, not you can see why I've been stuck here for four weeks. Yeah. Oh, sure. been, oh God. All I gotta say is we got 99 employees and Tom ain't one. Tom is not one anymore, and he's and we were like, "Fuck, all right." We did have to replace him though with our special guest. We had to figure this out. We had to figure this out, and I was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey," we can fly out the 13th and Elm graphic designer, the one that's made all the fucking badass logos that you YouTube fucking freaks see. Banksy. Banksy. We are here with Banksy. <laughs> No, even better, because he's not a little fucking turd. What is he like? He is Banks beautiful. Banks, a male? Uh, no, a uh, graphic designer. Oh. Um, she's great. Like I said, we have 99 employees, and as of now, not fired. <laughs> not. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. 
What well, is Tom? We just talked about Tom was 100 and he got fired. Which is crazy because I think he developed cancer recently. And then yes. I don't know why Tom DeLong wanted to work for 13th and L. He used his fucking PTO up already. What a fucker. Us giving him PTO and him yeah. using it? Chemo? That's oh, okay. not why we give it. We give it to you as a, as a nice gesture and expect you to never use it. It's not PT chemo. I know. God, I hate it when it's they use personal PT chemo. time off. He could have opted in for CTO, cancer time off. It's only $3,000 off his paycheck a month. And he didn't. But anyway. Idiot. But fucking idiot, Tom. You fucking idiot. I'm so glad he that we've like, raised the bar and raised the flag for a little more Kaya. Um, welcome, Kaya, to the podcast. Like I said, she designed her <laughs> badass fucking logos. Um, and what movie did we watch this week? We watched fucking Young... Frankenstein, 1974. Mel, Mel Brooks. You picked this. Why did you pick it? You wanted to say Mel Gibson so bad. I heard <laughs> it. I heard it. Mel Gibson. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Mel Gibson hates Mel Brooks for reasons that should be apparent. Oh. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Mein Fräulein. Um, hi, I'm Kaya. Hi, Kaya. What's up, Kaya? Welcome to 13th and Elm. Thanks. Long time Elmy, first thanks. time Elmer. Yeah, thanks for hiring me, I guess, and inviting me on today. Yeah, we just need to it'll get you a W-2 by the end of the day. Okay, um. yeah, I'll make sure to write that off. Can I write off this time, too? No. You bought time. I didn't. No, I thought you bought my time. Oh, I thought you were cooking something. No. <laughs> it wasn't that. Basil? Oh, time. Oh, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Time. <laughs> No. Yeah, we could write that off. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, just give us receipts. So it's, it's pretty standard. Do you want my airplane ticket too? Can I? No, we're I not gonna write that off. But we're out the time. Because you like hired me right when I was you were doing this big trip, and I had to fly into Transylvania. Yeah, you were coming this way I though, weren't you? Bill mentioned you had like a lot of miles or something. I mean, they're personal miles, but yeah. He made it this sound like you didn't care. And it was like this a is business. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, technically, it's. I mean, yeah. So we're wasting time. Let's get into the movie. Yeah, time's money. Um, oh, time's money. <laughs> time is money. Money is time. And my thalamus is swollen. I need an iodine tablet. So this movie stars uh, Gene Wilder, Peter Boyle, Gene Hackman. No. Yeah. 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 But Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Yeah. Cor- yeah. Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry. Terry Gar. 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 She's very funny. And, uh, and what beautiful. Is it? Madeline Kahn. Terry Gar is really pretty. We're all in the hay. There's just a handful of beautiful people in this film, uh, including Gene Wilder, actually. His hair is one of the stars of the show, always, but it does not disappoint any young Frankenstein. It's gorgeous. His beautiful and crazy blue eyes. Corey His Feldman? Mustache. Oh, wait, who are we talking about? Corey Feldman? Oh, Corey no, Feldman. Marty Feldman. Who plays uh, Thor? Yeah. That's sexy. I don't know about sexy. He's definitely unique. He's, got, <laughs> he's got good asymmetrical eyes. Uh, <laughs> Which is what you want. You know what for? It was funny. Directed by... Who directed this? <laughs> Not Mel Gibson. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. God, what a funny, funny, funny man. He's little. But he's big funny. He's little and Jewish and funny. And old. 
Very and old now. Very rich. And very rich. And he also made another movie the same year, Blazing Saddles. Same year. That's same year. Insane. Fantastic film. Honestly, That's such a good little piece did of. Did you guys grow up with Mel Brooks, like in the house, yes. like like his films really. and stuff? No. I think it was too. I think my parents were too aware of it. Like they knew it so well that they were like, "This is a little too much." Although I did watch Young Frankenstein when I was a kid, but I think that it's really just the ending that kind of gets really sexual. Okay, but so they like knew it was bad. They knew, anyway. yeah, but they let us watch it. I think they like knew that we were like fascinated by Gene Wilder and like he Who's was awesome. Who isn't? And so they were like, "Yeah, we'll let him watch it." But I don't. I've never seen Blazing Saddles because of that because I didn't grow up watching it. It's fair. It's um, it's a great film. It's definitely of its age and. And when you watch it, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, weirdly enough, this film, Young Frankenstein, I think is the only Mel Brooks film where he doesn't play a character in it. On and screen, yeah. That, that was by Gene Wilder's request. Oh, yeah. He was fucking adamant on about that. Like, it was an ultimatum that he gave him. Gene Wilder was like, I'm not going to be in this film unless you're not in it. And it's one of the only contentious, like you know relationships in this movie they obviously had a good time making this there's a lot of outtakes and a lot of the you know trivia there's a lot of ad-libbing a lot of comedy going on um but i mean i'm not i'm the same way as kai i didn't i didn't really grow up on this i don't know if it was because my parents just weren't cool and hip enough and funny enough to be into it or maybe they were you know like or is that you know the same they were aware and they were like no like no this is too inappropriate like watch a lot of monty python um, as a kid, I feel like this is like a similar vein. I kind of yeah. feel like definitely my parents at least knew about it and either were not fans or thought it was too mature. That's fair. I mean, yeah, Monty Python's definitely the same level of like blue comedy. It's a lot of puns, a lot of physical comedy. I mean, there's nu- I mean, there's nudity in that movie too, and I feel like I was shown that before I would have been shown this. Which and film? Uh, Monty Python. In the Holy Grail. Oh, okay. It was like, there's a couple. Yeah, so, yeah. when yeah. I think money, like, my mind just goes to Holy Grail, that's, my dad was obsessed with it. It's the first, you know, one that I saw when I was super yeah. young, but. There's definitely f- nudity in Life of Brian. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Idle's hanging fucking hog in Life of Brian. That shit was tight. It was. Like, well, it was loose. Life of Brian's my, like, go-to, uh, like the uh, Monty correlation Python. with Monty Python just because it's like a personal favorite because I just I don't know I love Michael Palin in that skit where he's the beggar with the leper is just fuck that's so good man or the uh, what are the Romans ever done for us oh that's a <laughs> dude that's a classic this is yeah okay, Monty Python's fine. great and Mel Brooks is definitely in the same vein and maybe some of it was lost on me culturally because I didn't grow up Jewish it, in the UK, but what I'm saying is, when I watched um, Mel Brooks movie, I movies I knew that it was a little bit more off color than even some of the funny Monty Python stuff is. And I feel like a lot of the Monty Python well, humor is derived from it being like smarts, and sometimes I feel like Mel Brooks operates on two different levels. And sometimes the joke is obvious, but there's a higher level of the comedy laughing at the joke within itself. And that maybe hasn't aged so gracefully, like Blazing Saddles. Anybody who's seen the movie can name a couple scenes, one in particular. We don't need to get into it, but it's blatantly racist. More often than not, Mel Brooks movies are. And this is even actually has some of that as well in it. 
It depends on how you feel about Transylvanians and also women. Yeah. But yeah. But it's also comedy. Yeah, it's, it's like always sunny. The joke is not that it's funny about racism. It's funny that those people are such shitbags. They would say and act as such. Um, which is a fine line, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's offensive to some people to toe the line. So I get yeah, why they're some they're fucking idiots. <laughs> sure. With no sense of humor. It's either funny or it's not. Like, right? Sure. It's up to taste. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's up to your taste. Uh, it's either yeah, funny I mean, that's or That's why not. we do a podcast about it. I'm so I can sure. I can pontificate on my tastes. Not arguing it. She just asked me. I <laughs> want to argue about it. Argue with me about it. God damn it. Well, I don't think this movie is that great. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. Do you want me to go into it? Yeah, go into it. It's funny. It's got its moments of supreme wit. Um, and it does a lot of justice to some of the source material and it puts interpretation on its ear, which is always fun. But I haven't seen this since I was a child and it was best left in the vault. It relies a lot on physical comedy. There is some like, I don't know, subtle racism, which offends me more because I don't think the joke was about the people pointing it out. Okay, so like in the everyone's gonna like wanna roast everyone no one fucking cares about this podcast but like if you talk about Mel Brooks and it's like oh but you like Blazing Saddles and they're dropping N-bombs it's like that's the you're not getting it like sure but I don't know all of the like um inspector like gadget ratchety like uh, yeah it's just I don't know it's like painting a certain person in an evil light because of their racial features or whatever which is like whatever I'm just saying it in a pretty lighthearted movie it was like I don't know it's a little bit uncomfortable in parts of it from a guy who watches like fucking torture porn and like Mother's Day and shit I, it's different okay it's different this is like feels like a family movie to me and maybe a lot of it was self reflection because I watched it as a kid and thinking about what the other movies I watched as a kid and was exposed to but neither here nor there largely this movie was waiting in between laughs and like trying to talk yourself into thinking that it's still funny 50 years later when a lot of it was kind of fucking flat and maybe I want more over the top humor but the best laughs in this for me were Snickers and that's good there's nothing wrong with that but it was like <laughs> that's good but I wasn't laughing out loud I think I appreciate the film more than I enjoyed it and I'm not gonna watch it again Wow. It's a wild take. I wasn't expecting that from you. I wasn't expecting it. And I've seen <coughs> the movie. I, li- I know it, it cracked me up when I was like a kid, subtle man. racism and too much physical comedy is like why you hate Tammy and the T-Rex. Mm, it's different. Don't put Tammy in it, is. I will and have, so deal with it. It's different. <laughs> yeah, that movie's in color. Oh. <laughs> How fucking dare you. <laughs> I won't even justify that with an answer, but I'll tell you what. We're not watching a fucking film in color in our apartment for the next month. Well, you can watch whatever you want. I have my own TV. <laughs> Black and white gay porn. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interracial. I don't know <laughs> what's wrong with that, but you can call it black and white. It seems a little <laughs> subtly racist. I don't know. I, I God damn it. I hear you and I hate you and you're wrong and stupid. I'm going to tell you why. 
this movie is very funny to me. It's not like I'm not riotously laughing at everything because I've seen it many, many times. I laughed really fucking hard at this movie a and lot. How many times have you seen this movie, Bill? Once. Yeah. Did you watch it in the year 2023? Uh huh. Wow. It's almost <laughs> like it stood up. Wild. I I mean obviously everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but yeah. Not as my fault. <laughs> Why? Because I'm wrong. <laughs> you're definitely not a nice guy. Because I'm Mexican. No, because you're Michael. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I'm Michael. We could keep interrupting Bill, but go ahead, Bill. <laughs> Damn. Okay, I think Michael's a nice guy. Um, uh, yeah, as a first-time viewer, I really did think this shit was fucking funny. I laughed out loud a lot, and yeah, I was stinky fucking high. But when fucking, first of all, like. I mean, just the pronunciation of all the names, like, got me, like, that's where I was at, that just that it was like, no, it's not Frankenstein, it's Frankenstein, and Igor, and, like, all that shit is Frederick. fucking funny, and when Dr. Frankenstein stabs himself, um, in the leg with his scalpel, is that not just like Ricky Bobby does in Talladega Nights? It's exactly There's no that. way they didn't directly get that from this oh it's an homage for sure it's the same the fucking scene it's insane their werewolf their wolf uh, gets me every time every time I'm like <laughs> god damn it although that like it was funny the sexual jokes with inga like which are dated for sure but like would you like a rodent and say hey like i mean you're even look smirking just me mentioning that. Oh yeah, it's they would like just they'd have a fine one complete sentence and just one word they'd put a bad German accent on. Oh it. yeah, that was funny. really good. So apparently, um, uh, her um, uh, Gar Terry Gar initially tried out for the role of um, the fiance or fina- yeah. financier, and uh, and ended up losing it to um, Madeline Kahn, but. Mel Brooks basically said, hey, if you can come back tomorrow with a German accent, I'll recast you as Inga. And she just responded on the phone with her German accent and was like, you know, I can come back in the morning or I can do it now. And he, he put her in immediately. Um, she's, uh, she's gorgeous, as is Gene Hackman, mm. as is um, Madeline Kahn. But uh, mm. what a great cast. You know, who I haven't heard from yet, though, is our special guest and graphic designer. Ooh. Miss what was your funniest bit? Kaya von Frankenstein. We laughed hard at a lot of these bits. Just pick one. Or pick a lot. There, yeah, there are, <laughs> there are a lot. I think the bookcase was a good one when they... Not the spinning. That was a little silly. Oh. But when he gets stuck in it... But it was... <laughs> <laughs> very unexpected. His voice goes really high and he really sounds like he's struggling when you can tell he's just not. Like, it's just so over the top but it's so deliberate and like it's just fucking funny and then it happens again and she says the same thing yeah it's just good what did you think about um, Frau Bluka (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you thank you she's great she I we watched a few bloopers Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you've seen any of those but she when she comes out of character like her voice is almost like inga like she's like oh jean stop making me laugh like she just like comes out of that like sharp german accent and it's really funny but she i guess puts on a really thick accent and it's i think it's really good i mean i 
You were born there. Yeah, I, I was born there. My last name is also German. I would say I'm German yeah. in a way. I'm not from there directly, but... Yeah. I mean, you speak fluent German. No, but yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot. That'd be cool, but no. But yeah. I, I think there's a lot of one-liners. I mean, the whole movie has a ton of one-liners. One of my absolute favorites is when she's playing the violin and they're being confronted up and she's going up the stairs. She's like, yes, yes, say it. He was my boyfriend. <laughs> God, I love that bit. That felt incredibly flat for me, really. Mm. I was just mm. like, that, I don't know. There was just a silent room when I was watching that. Okay, what blanket over here? I'm <laughs> All right, well, fuck. Here, I don't want to distract from the party. There's three mics. <laughs> what? Shut up. Um, Wait, are they? Oh, no. I thought we had a gate change, but. Hold on. Hold on. Someone's coming out. What a nemesis of authority is an all kind of county. You'll be arrested. Conwald. What the fuck? No. I don't speak Austrian. Nine? I don't think that was us. There's uh, some other people Can we here. get some Schicktorte over here, please? By 13th and Elm. Kirschwasser Schicktorte, please. Wouldn't that be cool if we were at gate 13E? Do they put letters at the end of gates? They have. Yeah. They're in the wings. Oh, it's wing E. The beginning of the... Sure. Oh, because they reverse it. Well, we're down under. We're not in Australia. What? Austria. Yeah. Down under. Is that why mm. you were screaming at that teenager at Starbucks for a rack of ribs? It also explains why you kept screaming for Fosters. Wait, what the fuck are you guys talking about? You were screaming at that girl for a Fosters. Yeah, we're that was at that was Starbucks. Whoa, it's fucking Australia. They have Fosters fucking everywhere. A bunch of drunks. No, the yeah, you guys all sat on the They are drunks, but they don't drink Fosters. They drink uh, uh, Eyinger and Vinstefan. Well, somebody get me a fucking beer. I said that's what I wanted. They told me when I got here, Fosters, Australian okay, for beer. Hold on, hold on. Wow. Okay. Tensions are running high. Can we talk about the first physical fucking bit that I remember, which is the, what is it? Is it a dead hand through the coffin where he pretends no, no, and he like honestly and he scratches it? That's super good. That shit is so fucking funny. The fun. first one is when he's grabbing the box out of the coffin of Baron von Frankenstein, and it's the like corpse that's like holding onto it. That's <laughs> like the very first scene before they get to uh, Gene Wilder's um, like laboratory uh, educate educational system a class I believe they call it a class and I mean this was 19 fucking 74 oh there's like hella bloopers for this this is like office level fucking bloopers for this like they had to reshoot every scene so many fucking times because Gene Wilder couldn't stop laughing and like so much shit was fucking ad-libbed which is really Great. fucking funny like like Igor not being able to keep the hump in the right spot became so like a fucking gag and they he, like kept he, that in he was doing it on his own to fuck with the cast and then a few days into shooting the cast realized it and they put it in the movie and also like a lot of this this movie was twice as long in the original cut oh and yeah it was like four hours like a monster cutting through because Gene Wilder said that um, for every joke that landed three didn't and fell flat <laughs> yeah, oh. could you? Yeah, yeah. 
Would you rather watch the extended cut of this movie or... Noriko's uh, Dinner Table. This is no, the extended cut of this movie all time. A new Dora film. An extended cut of this movie. This is a good film. I just don't m- find it very funny and I'm not excited to watch it again. If there was a You're going to watch it again? <laughs> I'll watch it again. If there was a four-hour version of this that was a little bit more raw and it was... I don't know. Yeah, I would enjoy that more as like a character study than like a film. It would be me looking at Gene Wilder doing something that he does well, which right. is what this movie is. Yeah. But then everything else wasn't really fucking grabbing me. Like I don't know, man. So it just go ahead. No, I, uh, no, sorry, but like I actually heard that this movie does kind of stick pretty close to the original source material, and that's like a Universal monster guy like do you agree with that like obviously like take what's all the original the source material it's a source material the Mary Shelley, yeah. book because no yeah not at all but what about neither the rest does of, what about the, the, uni- universal, the universal film. films i think is what it right and it does have a lot of similarities there um i don't know just like what's it called it's kind of like um it's not like a shaggy dog story but it's kind of a misdirection where you are expecting a certain outcome because you're familiar with the source material, but the outcome that you get is quite different. That happens a lot in this movie, and it's honestly it became a distraction for me. Like one of the things that people love about this movie is like when he meets the little girl at the fountain. So that's an iconic scene from the first Frankenstein movie. That's not actually in the novel, mm. but the Frankenstein's monster, um, upon like leaving the laboratory castle lair, whatever. Um, stumbles into town and finds a girl picking the daisies and my pretty know, little flower. And he picks her like up and plays like little flower games with her until he like picks her apart like a fucking flower and throws her in the fucking lake. That's <laughs> brutal as shit. Uh, yeah. And in like 1932 or whatever, it's like the one of the first times it happens. And a lot of it, and, like none of it happens on screen. It's all implied. And what happens is like one of the townspeople and it might even be frankenstein i don't think it is because i haven't watched it in a long time frankenstein's monster walks through the town with the dead girl listen she's probably like seven or eight uh in the, his arms and like she's all wet from being pulled out of the lake and it's one of the greatest moments in like horror history right yeah like film history i guess and um this movie doesn't really do the same thing even though it plays with your anticipation and expectation that it will and there's multiple examples of that so like having the knowledge of the source material or the first universal film it does maybe set you up for easter eggs or like insider jokes or chuckles but i don't know it not yeah. a whole lot for you you gotta appreciate the fact that he argued to keep it on black and white and that i, love I that. also read that it was a trick in um black and white films to put on green face paint to green or blue to make yeah. it like look pale or different from like the rest Contrast, of the body so yeah. i mean they had a producer on that um was a producer for a different mo- movie and and like that like kind of shows you like i feel like he did kind of care about preserving the feel he definitely in does. like the original story and, and i think the whole idea of like young frankenstein and like take it like it was fresh enough that it was fun to stand on its own but it also was clearly an homage and it was a believable link i don't hate this movie it just yeah. wasn't gro- like i didn't love it 
for me, I think this would have been much better on stage. And we know that Mel Brooks has that in him. He's written some great stage performances. And there was just a lot of loud performances. Gene Wilder would have been great on stage for this. Also, Air Buker, not Air, uh, fucking Frau, would have been awesome on stage. And there's a lot of theatrical moments and design and set. It would have been yeah. fun. And you can even I tell mean, watching the stage, it just kind of flopped. Yeah. I just feel like it. I don't know. I, I will say that I've never seen any of the original Universal films. And I don't know if that, it, like, is a boon or a bust for watching this and knowing it because I, I will say that that whole scene with the little girl is not I don't hate it but it's like uh okay yeah we'll get yeah uh, yeah oh, yeah she gets like thrown into the house and like that's fun. She's perfectly safe yeah, she's perfectly yeah. safe like that's funny in its own right but and, and by funny I mean like I snorted through my nose um <laughs> but I wouldn't like that's not a standout <laughs> moment for me and I it's just another part of the film what I do love and this might be part of the original. You'd have to tell me. But all the bits with Gene Hackman as the blind man, oh, I love that bit. Like, and I and I've seen this movie a lot, and I know it's coming and everything. But just his him like praying for a friend, and then the friend is a mute, but he's not because he's Frankenstein. And just like the hot soup thing, and the lighting the candle, and like and the wine glass being smashed. Like, I love physical comedy, and I know both of you do in the right settings and Definitely. the right cast and all that but um, Gene Hackman was a tennis partner of Gene Wilder and he was talking about this film and he basically begged him to like get me into this movie because I've never done a comedy before and he worked for free and it took like four days to shoot that little you know five minute bit or whatever um, but I, I love that bit I really do and I I don't know man I, I you saying you wouldn't watch this movie again is wild to me like not that not never but like that you disliked it or found it so unfunny that it's like eh, I'll pass I was surprised myself well we learn about ourselves every day um that scene does not call back anything that was in the universal or the source material Frankenstein doesn't Frankenstein's monster doesn't really encounter many people intimately other than the girl in that um first universal film um but that scene with the girl it is notable because it was at the time like w one of the most wildly infamous and over the top and completely abhorrent graphic depictions of you know child murder child murder on screen so there's like six movies out of this time uh, yeah like it's what gets him caught too because he's mm -hmm. carrying her around town because he's yeah, kind of yeah. like sad he like lost his friend his toy kind yeah, of yeah and he's just like what do I do? And then they're like, um, you kill that girl? Like, like this monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. kill that girl. But I think you guys were saying that it didn't really stand out in Young Frankenstein, but I think when they're looking down the well together and they're talking about the things that they, they're going to throw down, mm -hmm. and then he like does that he does look. That like He breaks yeah. the fourth wall and he like looks at the camera like, should I throw her down there? But he doesn't do it. I kind of wish he does, though, because that'd be Same. brutal. And that would like... But it match better to the source but it is funny that he throws and he, doesn't, he throws so her into the house instead yeah. which is still like really weird uh, but what honestly what's your favorite character in this film you, anybody all of you it's not even I like character. Igor but f 
Frankenstein is just so like Gene Wilder is a powerhouse in this. Oh, he's electric. But like I don't know, you really need you need your like I like the Igor to the Frankenstein and it's really kind of if it was just Gene Wilder, I would have liked this movie less. Yeah, no, I mean Marty Feldman's fantastic as Igor. And Peter Boyle's great too, especially I mean not just the physical and all the, like him talking through like grunts and moans, but the looks he gives and then towards the end where he's like, you know, has cerebral spinal fluid m- like moderni- or, or moderated and he can <laughs> speak, you know, fluently and, and, and uh, accurately. Um, he's great. And, and, and he's great playing the monster where he, I mean, he's wearing like lifts and stuff, but if you're being cast as like, you look like Frankenstein, like either lean into that or you don't. So I would love that so much. But I mean, you're not buff enough, honestly, but you need a zipper on your neck too. I think they can do all of that for you. <laughs> if you want. Got HGH. Huge gross hog. <laughs> a huge gross hog. Well, it's definitely <laughs> one of those. It's a hog. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to think of other good fucking moments from this. Uh, all the saying goodbyes with Madeline Kahn. You know. Oh yeah, what did she ad lib? Uh, oh, the no tongue. Yeah, when they no kiss. tongue. No tongue. <laughs> well, it's just like, uh, what did she say? Uh, no, not the lips. I've got that party after. She's just taffeta, darling. Taffeta, darling. No, the dress is taffeta. It wrinkles easily. <laughs> she was, she was great, and and like you guys were talking about earlier, like Mel Brooks just kind of steal the show and puts on a great performance, but and he also kind of alluded to it, like it's really hard to do that without really great supporting actors as well like a movie where only one person gives a great performance it's i would say nine out of ten times it's not a good fucking movie i can't think of one but yeah it's like i mean he had the right people at his side to really fucking elevate him and i think the fact that he was having so much fun really helped his character be more silly and out there because we've talked about this on multiple movies and on on the last one where i was like brad pitt had this huge fucking thing where he like didn't want to be in this movie and it like kind of reflects um yeah in their performance and then you like kind of see it on the opposite way when like how we talked about the blind man um gene hackman Hackman, who over like a game of tennis like begged to be in the movie and offered to do it for free and you know they shot him for four days he's in it for less than four minutes um, and you can tell. I mean, you can tell when people want to be in the movie and in the role. And Peter Boyle as the monster was so fucking great at that. And the putting on a red scene. Oh, fantastic. Which almost got cut. Which, when you think about a four-hour-long movie, I'm an editor, right, on the four. And I'm looking at a four-hour-long horror comedy. And I see a three-minute, you know, scene of them putting on a red That's getting cut. Right? So... That he ad libbed, Peter Boyle ad libbed all that. Yeah. Like his, n- his noises. As did Gene Hackman ad libbed a lot in that film or in that scene, like specifically, like, I'm going to make espresso. 
Yeah, you know, like, which that scene had to fade to black immediately yes. because everybody lost their mind and they tried to do it like 15 more times and no one could do it without laughing. So they had to use the first take, which is just him saying it and just a, it immediately fading to black. So they did reshoot some of that. And so the scenes of the monster having hot soup poured on his lap was actually Mel Brooks's hands doing that. Yeah, and Mill Brooks also voices the like cat yowl when uh, they're playing the darts, you know, with uh, Inspector Kemp and the wolf. I believe is a and wolf. And also the wolf. He yeah, does a howl. he does the howl. But he's so not on screen. He's not on screen, but he's still in the film. Um, I, of speaking of, I fucking love Inspector Kemp. Uh, he's hilarious. Um, the oh, the yeah, yeah, with the all that, like his his uh, prosthetic arm that's got like the ratchet elbow thing and then at the end he like pulls it off he's like to the lumber yard that's a great bit and i was like this is gonna get old and it i laughed every fucking time he moved his arm he got he got the part when he agreed to wear a monocle over an eye patch yeah (laughs) which is so fucking stupid and great and he like even like drops it and like like rubs it clean and then puts it back in his eye patch eye and every time he's, he's so like funny. his facial hair ta- yeah the yeah the mutton chops and him like speaking with it way over the top accent all the villagers being like what footsteps footsteps god just uh, i swear he did yeah me. he does like mumbles words sometimes he just yells something he will curse that day he was born a Frankenstein. What about the big hog, the big Schankenstein or whatever? What oh, Schwanzstucker. They talk about because like he so fucks right, and it's like that's a bit, and it's it's a bit. It's a big bit. Oh, it's a big bit. But from what I remember from watching, is she kind of is like doesn't want to fuck him, but then realizes how big his dick is, and it's like all right, uh, it's fine. Yeah, literally, Madeline Kahn. Um, is that kind of how it goes, or? <laughs> For me, it does. For me, it didn't. Okay. You have anything to add? I have an enormous schwanstucker. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's she, she just says, woof. Woof. Which I can identify with. Kaya, yeah. you got any? Nine, nine, nine. Nine? Nine, nine. She's more That's of a pretty good. She's more of a meow. That's pretty fucking good. She's mm. more of a meow. A flow. Nine. Woof. No, she says woof. Both of them. Inga says Woof and uh, and uh, Madeline, I can't remember the, the character's name. Um, she says Woof. Yeah. That also didn't get old. I know I already mentioned it, but the fact they just say a completely normal sentence, but then just say Va instead of the one time. Z instead of the and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. and It's so dumb. Great. Um, also, all of the uh, laboratory equipment was the original laboratory equipment from the original Frankenstein movie. That's cool. That's Mel yeah. Brooks went and yep. contacted the guy who did all the set design, and he had all of it in storage. And basically said, hey, you l- I'll pay you, loan it out to me, and I'll give you a, a credit that you never got in the original Frankenstein film. Which is super cool. And, and totally on brand for Mel Brooks to like want to be an original and also give credit to people that would not receive what was due. Ken Strickfadden, right, Ken was Strickfadden. his name. So if you're listening, Ken, but uh, here's a second shout out. <laughs> second shout out. I also <laughs> made it to 13th and Elm. <laughs> yeah, you went from Mel Brooks to 13th and Elm. How you Let's talk about an upgrade? <laughs> <laughs> I do love when they go and uh, dig up the uh, the body, and uh, <laughs> they're like Mar- Marty Feldman, who plays Igor, is like that could be worse. 
could be raining. And it just starts <laughs> pouring down immediately. Like, I love that dumb shit. And you know, too. Like, as soon as he says that, I'm like, oh, it's going to oh, start yeah, raining. It's going to start raining. And it's still funny. It's still funny. Um, but, you know, I'm quite a brilliant surgeon. I could um, help you with that hump. What hump? What hump? Let's go. Igor, could you help me with the bags? Sure, you take the blonde, I'll take the one in the turban. <laughs> I made the suitcases. That line is so fucking funny. And when we watched the bloopers, they had to redo that scene. That's like the times. scene they had to do the most because when he bites Elizabeth's like uh, uh, her, fox her fucking fox. thing, yeah. um, the fur wasn't supposed to get stuck in his mouth, and it did like the first or second try, and everyone thought it was so fucking funny. They just Kept could it. not film it. But yeah, that line is great just because Igor, like... Igor. He, he, Igor, like struggles to keep up in like most conversations but then you say help with these bags and he just knows to drop this fucking line about this like very specific um i don't even know what i'm trying to me either say (laughs) (laughs) also sharp with it yeah yeah like that was like a clever joke from someone that is is like like in the film to be an idiot yeah he's yeah. a fool yeah but you made a yummy sound <laughs> no i didn't yes you did mm. Mm. honestly the amount of mileage they got out of peter Boyle going mm, is amazing he was he great really is. he was great and i was excited to see him because i read his name and i was like that's a name of someone i know and then he was on you the know, screen, personally. and I was like, holy shit, that guy looks like Raymond's dad. Is he and, Raymond's dad? And Kai was like, that is his fucking dad, you fucking idiot. And then I was like, oh shit, that Amazing. explains a lot. Um, How is Raymond Boyle? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck are we oh, talking about? I don't know. Okay. If he's doing something specific and I'm lost. Oh, no, Boyle? you said the you knew he was Raymond's dad. Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, he's I the dad like a, in that a, movie. A personal friend of oh, you. Peter Boyle pl- is the dad from Raymond. That is that actually him? yes, that's totally him. That's Peter that Boyle. Does dude? That's oh, wild. Okay, so I thought I was the only one that didn't know that, and no. my joke didn't land. No, I'm I thought the you made a joke about how you know that. a guy named Raymond, and that's his dad. I was like, how's Raymond that's Boyle? I was like, I kind of went along with it because I was like, oh yeah, Boyle, I get this, but I d- didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Fake it till you make it, homie. Dude, that's great. I yeah. recognize the name, and I didn't do my proper research because this is 13th and Elm, and I <laughs> fucked that up. So this was another thing that I'm pretty sure I watched it around the time that Everybody Loves Raymond was out because me and my sister liked it, and my parents, that was like one of the things they were like, we're going to convince you to watch this black and white movie because this actor's in it, this actor's Got in Willy it. Got Willy Wonka and <laughs> Raymond's dad. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in. Royal bomb. Oh, dude, I didn't realize all that till now. Honestly, that makes that scores points for me. That's you like this film now? Will you watch no, it again? No, but it, no. I'll watch <laughs> clips of him on YouTube so I can look and be like, oh, fuck, that's Peter Boyle, and pretend like I knew who that was. <laughs> but I did. I just, you know, spaced it. Really, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, because for me, it was like, what the fuck? And, like, I wouldn't consider myself a big Everybody Loves Raymond fan. I, I mean, you, you know have a poster mean? in your bedroom. No, 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 no. The one. 
on the ceiling. Well, that's that was here before I moved in. I just can't. I just can't reach it. So it stays. That's wild. I mean, like, I, there are vaulted ceilings in this apartment, so it's forty feet up. But we're also not at my apartment. But you've been there, have you? Um, yes. I think. I think. I think. Well, I was really s- drunk. You, saw and you took me home, and I kind of woke up in your bed, but. No, 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 no. That was you're my thinking place. That was my of uh, I was thinking every of other Wednesday night for the last three years. Uh, you're right. I forgot about every other Wednesday night from the last few years. And that's fine. That happens to the best of us. Oh, man, it happens to me more often than it should, really. Hot, hot. I should stop doing the... Uh, hot, hot. This movie's kind of sexy. We haven't really talked about like comma, like movie. sex or anything. And... Um, well, what let me is tell you about Come. Okay, tell us about Come, and I'm assuming it has to do with Terry Gar as Inga. That's the blonde that She's is sexy, so right? Pretty. She is pretty. I don't want to talk about Come. Terry Gar and Come because a lot of it wouldn't be a joke, and I don't right. think that that's the yeah. type of podcast that this is. I mean, you sat up to cover your boner when you yeah. said that. <laughs> I'll tuck. <laughs> Just tuck it. I'll tell you, it it feels t- good. It doesn't reach, he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that fish, that gar? He's got those teeth. The teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pikeys. Yeah. Pikey. <laughs> Dude, we should watch Snatch. Because mm. there's good pikeys in that. And that what? Yeah. Really? Is that how you say that? Pikey? Pikey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fish? Well, no. Pike is a fish. Pike. Okay, I was yeah. like, pike okay, I play Animal Crossing and I caught a pike. Yeah, and it's I, a pike. I read no, no. it. No, no. no pikey has screen. a Y at the end of it. Pikey okay. is like an offensive term. It's like, for have I been saying this in my head wrong? For like travelers and gypsies in like England. Yeah, they're just saying something horrible. Okay, aw. Yeah, pike <laughs> is like the, the, the sharp toothed fish. Yeah. Yeah, like a northern. Northern pike, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about fish. You guys I said mean, something about fish. You said good. Gar. Yeah, yeah Gar. I've that's caught Terry that in Gar. Terry Fuck Gar's yeah, Terry Gar. Gar. She's not a fish. <laughs> she's a babe. Yeah, she is a baby. I'd slap her with a fish. You oh. would with a fish. What kind of fish? Cold one. Cold, Cold one. Hey. Cold fish. Is that your favorite Sean Summer movie? What? It couldn't be your least favorite cause because it's a director. Coldplay, Chris Martin. Dude, I'm coming home again. We can start again. Do you think about my name? What do you think about this plot? Do you think about my name? <laughs> the movie? Of a, yeah, no, of, uh, <laughs> yes, of Animal Crossing. No, of the movie. The plot of the movie. Yeah. I think it Jay-Z all comes, in. comes to a head when they swap slongs. They don't. I think they don't swap slongs. I think they they <laughs> say share fluids. But Come to a head <laughs> when <laughs> they swap slongs. <laughs> they share fluid in their head, right? Yes, they do. And then they swap heads. Mm, mm, yeah, they sure. Don't. They don't. They don't. But, but no, they they do though. Not cranium. Kind of like what is it? It's fr- it's Doctor Frankenstein's grandson gets taken to. Transylvania to get the will and then ends up discovering by accident, not really, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the private library of his Mm great-grandfather and uh, becomes incensed with the ability to reanimate dead tissue 
despite being a man of science. And uh, kind of a comedy of errors ends up doing some, you know, Grave Robin and some reanimation, as you do. And uh, is attacked by the town and eventually vindicated. That's as you do. It's a good summary. I like uh, the walk this way bit. That is funny. <laughs> that was that was funny. It was so funny that Mel Brooks put it in two more of his films. And yep. Steven Tyler and his band saw this film when it came out in theaters and then the next day wrote Walk This Way. That's true. And it's honestly wild. insane because that's like one of their most popular songs. Right. And I just like, that was kind of funny in this movie. Which is funny because he actually never says Walk This Way in the song. He says Gorgeous Wayne, which is his version of Frankenstein. Gorgeous Wayne! <laughs> it's a very classic, like, mishearing of Walk This oh, Way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but they I did, in fact, name the song Walk This Way strangely, even though it's, it's about Gorgeous, gorgeous Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. So strange. I love a man named Wayne. Free Wheezy, baby. Wayne has bar dollars. Is Wheezy behind bars? Um, if you're going to say it, please say the baby or don't say it at all. The baby. Wheezy F baby. Wheezy F baby. Wheezy F baby. Is he behind bars, maybe? Wheezy F baby, Beezlebub baby. Hello, motherfucker. Hey, hi, how you darn? So, where's the falling off, Elmer? I don't know if you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking in the urinal? Sounds like my Friday night. Speaking of fucking in urinals. Oh, my mom couldn't make it to next week's host, actually. So we're not going to have Michael's mom next week, but... Everyone else will. We can... <laughs> I... She asked specifically what was off-topic, and all I said was your mom's bush. <laughs> I, I feel like you brought it up, so now it's, like, canon, and we can talk about it. Is it so canon? Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. like, about... Wait, who's mom's bush? In my mom's bush, her name is fucking Kate. Kate Bush? Kate Bush. Yes. My mom was a big fan of all her wonder music in the 80s, and she named her Self. pubic region after her oh. favorite really female soloist. I named my pubic region Glycerin after the song by Bush. Oh, my God. Oh. That's so good. Holy fuck, that was horrible. It's a deep um, cut. Bush? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's shaved. <laughs> it's a deep cut. How deep is that cut? How it's deep, deep is it? Oh, man, Elmers, if you're still here, then get you. ready for me to yell in your ear. I already did. I'm sorry. No, whisper, because I want to tell you what I about this movie. Yeah, rate it. Let's I'll go, go off first, because we can only go up from here. I think this movie was really well acted. It was well directed. It was funny enough at times. I don't think that it was my most fucking favorite in fact why am i beating around the kate bush this is not my most favorite mel brooks movie it's not my favorite frankenstein movie it's not my favorite horror movie it's not my favorite comedy it just kind of meanders around a 64 it's good it's not great it's a 64 uh this movie is fantastic it's funny it's well acted it is hilarious it has an amazing amount of physical comedy that uh, is timeless in in its own right like there's and it's black and white which is something that's usually a point against and this is fantastic um the music is great the original score that the the song that they write that uh that they wrote the song they wrote um, that uh, Frau Bucher plays and also um, Dr. Frankenstein plays on the violin is 
iconic and beautiful and haunting and sexy. Um, Marty Feldman is hilarious as Igor, not only in his lines, his delivery, like his crazy eyes just fit so well, the hump moving back and forth. Um, and Peter Boyle and all the bits with uh, him on stage where they're doing the put on the Ritz, Gene Hackman, uh, uh, everything. Wow. 100. Perfect film. Ooh. No, that's insane. Um, <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. I just like, yeah. Oh, you going to tell me what I get to rate this film as? Fuck you. I want to give this... Honestly, this is really good. It's not the best. It's not a scary movie. It's maybe horror adjacent, and because it's more comedy than horror, which I know is a ding for some of us in this room. Um, not for me. I like it. Sure. Yeah, you sound like you liked it. Oh, this and uh, but let me finish. And I want to say seventy-eight. It was more of a joke. I don't know. I'm not understanding how you went from a 100 to a 78. Um, but this was my first time watching. I, I mean, to echo most of what you said, I, I, I mean, I agree with everything um, that you said. This shit was fucking funny. I could kind of see, like, if you knew this movie from a younger age and revisited it, that I couldn't, if you have, like, seen it, but as a first time viewer, like, this dumb shit was funny i watched this as a child just to show um it was really funny to on the physical comedy bits were great gene wilder is fantastic as you um expect him to be and peter boyle um is a lot of fun of course leachman has her own thing you already said igor like his little bits i mean his eyes his hump moving around this movie is really fucking funny it makes me want to watch the universal frankenstein movies um especially since i'm interested like just to see feel like oh okay like you know that's why they did that i'm sure there's lots of parallels between the two um that i did not realize but i give this movie a solid 83 um i would i would watch this again i thought it was really fucking i thought it was really funny and then i enjoyed the black and white aspect and that they tried to do him to do color and he told him to fuck off and that he did the green paint on Frankenstein to help that was like a real thing I like that shit so 83 I <laughs> so this was my second viewing and it was a decade and a half apart but I think it still held up really well and I think the same parts stood out and I remembered them as they came up and they were still just as funny and I got to appreciate more as an adult and I think that that made it a better movie and then just learning that it was so raw and so ad-libbed and improv I didn't know that but like being able to appreciate that and like watch some of those bloopers was like like added to it I think and like definitely made it funnier and I just didn't really know that was a thing for those kind of movies back then and like to see Gene Wilder in that kind of role like is different for me like I'm so used to him as Willy Wonka and so like seeing him kind of angry and screaming all the time but it's so like on purpose because he wrote that role with Mel Brooks and he like wrote all this like it's his movie that's like why he didn't want him in it it's just so good and even having like I know I haven't seen Frankenstein but 
I think it, like, what I have seen of it, like, I've seen the scene of the little girl and the lake and stuff. I think it mirrors it pretty well. And it's funny every minute, and it never stops being funny. And it's the best black and white movie, in my opinion. <laughs> my favorite, I mean. And I would give it a solid 85. I like Dang, it. Dang, going to be the little boy in this one. Yeah. Well, lower than so. What are we watching next week? I don't know. It depends if we get out of Australia. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Well, if we ever get back Feel to where we're going, it might be the last time we get there. So we're going to pay a little homage to that. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. know. It's French. I am picking my my pick. Do, I, do we spill the tea? Spill the tea. Do we tell them? Do we tell, tell the Elmer's? Do we the Burn you Yeah, they've team. been sending us this fucking mail that I'm calling my cell phone All asking right. to tell them. So this will be my final pick. And kind of the final pick, because we'll open up the polls and you guys can vote on the watch along for the final episode. But and we'll ignore it. That's right. What's the number they have to text? They'll text 69420fingerfuck.com. Messaging rates of ten dollars a text do apply. Uh, Fifteen European pounds. Fifteen European pounds. So this will be my last pick and the last pick. So we're gonna bring it close to home. We're gonna do Colorado. Colorado. Stephen King. Stephen King. Stanley Kubrick. Oh my God. Shining Hotel. That's the Shining. Oh my God. We're watching Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh my God. I love Grand Budapest Hotel. That's like a horror movie. It's wild. It's It's so scary. Horrors. Horrors. All right. Now the Shining. Fuck yeah. So that's a movie. It's got some people in it, and um. Yep. It won some awards, and yep. there's a guy who made that film who's yep. supposedly really good at doing films. It was the top of the book that is supposedly that hated that film. Yeah, he's yeah. coming around. He's changed his opinion about it, mostly because he's gotten a lot of texts over the last 50 years. <laughs> and also, like, public opinion. Less drugs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, these were the Four good days. fucking days. Drug days, baby. Cocaine. So, we're going to watch The Shining. We're going to wrap this motherfucker up before we finish it with a watch along, and we'll get to that after the polls have closed. That's wow. right, folks. You'll fucking see it, baby. We got. We're doing The Shining, and then what you vote on, and that's fucking it. Closing the more door. Closing the more door. Hashtag more door. Hashtag chrome door. Are we going to be on location in Estes Park? We're going to be in Estes Uh. Park at the Stanley Hotel. We're going to be live in room uh, 1408. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Uh, not 214, but 1408. Right. We couldn't get 214. Apparently, you got to have that shit like, booked out years in advance. But that they makes act- sense. Yeah. The, uh, Doesn't sound like a lie at all. I figured since we could get 1408 and no one was clamoring for it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's fun because it's like Stephen King didn't have anything to do with that, but he could have Right. And we They're different. The They're completely different. They're we different. out the whole Stanley for all 100 staff members, right? No. Well, it's different because the Stanley Hotel is actually a compound of three different hotels currently. So there is the old Stanley Estate, which is the inspiration for the film. And we're going to get into that. But the thing about this one is it's all heated off a central boiler because they want to preserve the old film or the old right. feel how it was built. So there's like no creature comforts in the Stanley that we're staying Well, because the original boiler room exploded and, and f- 
Freddy Krueger was killed in it, right? Fred Krueger. Fred Krueger. I forgot. I that's honestly fantastic, and it's like the perfect time. It might even be snow. Cause it's like, what is it, January? Yeah. Uh, Inero. Oh, Inero. Si, 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 si. Yeah. Por uh, fin de semana. Gracias, Elmers. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. And I know that, uh, Bill, you've been working on your Spanish, so why don't you sign us off? Oh, bueno, bueno, gracias. Um, El Familio de Elmers. Yeah, I'm just going to stop before I get annoyed. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I just want to thank the wonderful Kaya for coming and talking and watching this movie with us today. Like I said, she designed those fucking logos that you fucking YouTube fucking, fucking freaks look at, and she took pictures those and little toe tag pics that you like touching yourself to and fuck yeah you know big fan of the pod she listens to the episode she watches a lot of movies so Fr- thank you Kai. we love you appreciate love you. you thank you being here so will you um start us off with the classic uh thank you and we'll catch you guys next week yeah bye bye thank you thank, thank you thank you, thank you.